John chapter 10. I'm just so, I'm so constantly, always amazed at how the Lord is dealing with me about messages to bring to you. I'm going to read to you from John chapter 10. These are the words of Jesus, starting with the first verse. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then over later on in the chapter, at verse 27, Jesus says again, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Father, I come to you today as your obedient servant, your trustworthy steward, your anointed messenger. And I say that what is to be spoken today is your word. I have made no choice on what to say, Lord. You have chosen what is to be said. I pray that my mind will be anointed and my words empowered by the Holy Spirit to give what you have already put within me to share with your people today. And may it be a time when the anointing of the Spirit of God makes the Word of God vital, personal, powerful, and real in every life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. One of our favorite passages, I know it's true because it's one of everybody's favorite passages, says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest, You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is the testimony of the child of God who has the good shepherd leading him and providing for him in his life. And we children of God know who is our shepherd. There's only one. We're not following a multitude of leaders. We're not following whoever happens to come along today and say, I've got the truth and I've got the message. We know one who is the truth, not who just has the truth. We know the one who is the truth. And when he speaks, when he speaks, we recognize it because we have it with the harmony of his word. God speaks truth and we know when truth is spoken. We know his voice. That's what Jesus said. We recognize his voice. Aren't you glad that with all the cacophony of voices that are out here in this world, 
on television, on radio, in print, on the internet, with all of the things telling you what's right, what you ought to do. We know the right voice when we hear it because we recognize it. We recognize it. We recognize it by its words, by what he says. We recognize it by the very timbre of his voice. And one of the reasons that I recognize his voice, as I know you do, is because I've heard him speak before. The more I hear him speak, the more certain I am when he speaks. The more I recognize his voice, the more I hear it, the more I recognize his voice. The more I listen to him, the more I know when he's speaking to me. I was reading something on the internet yesterday. I thought it might be a good idea if I'd lose, oh, I don't know, a couple of pounds. Well, I actually was thinking it might be good if I'd lose 12 or 15. But anyway, I saw on the internet, somebody sent me an email. You know, you can't read emails. You have all this stuff all around it, you know. Somebody sent me an email. I happened to see it. It got my attention. And it told me what I could do. If you will read this, this will tell you what you can do to lose about 15 pounds quickly. I've seen those all around, but this one looked a little bit different for some reason, and so I went and, I went and read it. And it, it sounded pretty good. It sounded like it might be a, a good workable thing. Not too hard to do. Maybe interesting. And then I read all the comments after it. And all the comments after that article told me that the reason these people are saying what they're saying is they've got their own agenda. They're trying to sell this to you. They're trying to sell this plan to you for their own reasons, for their own purposes. I'm not going into all the details about it. It doesn't matter. But, but I'm just simply saying you can hear and read and see something that looks good. But then when you get down to the inside of it, it's not as good as it looks. Or not as good as it sounds. But when Jesus says something to you, when he tells you something, my friend, you're going to find that it will stand the test. It'll stand the test because it's always true. Hallelujah. It's always true. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you something here. Now, you, all know, you already know this, but I'm going to tell you something you know anyway. Jesus is not going to return this year on October 21st. Now, you, just, you can write that down. You circle that. That's the one day he's not going to come back. I thought about putting it out here on the sign. You know, Jesus will not come back on October 21st. You know why I know that? Because the person that says he's coming back on October 21st already said he's going to come back on May 21st. I told you before May 21st, he won't come on May 21st. Why? Because I know, he's, I know God's not going to give the satisfaction of that false prophet being right not even one time. Amen. <laughs> so, so he said, so, now, he may come a few days before that, and he may come a few days after that. So I don't want you to get complacent about it. But what I do want you to know is all the people out there, it doesn't matter if they're spending all their money and buying full-page ads in USA Today, standing out on the side of the street with all, all the signs, running around telling you, Jesus is coming back. That's what they're saying about May 21st. I don't think they're saying it quite as much about October 21st. Because we kind of learn, you, you know, if they give us a couple of years, some of us will be dumb enough to start believing it and checking on it again. So I know some people get disturbed by it because when those things come out, I start getting emails. And, it's, and as sometimes it's pastor, what do you think about this? Or sometimes it's brother register, what do you think about this? Or sometimes say, Bill, have you heard about this? 
And I used to always write back and say, yeah, I heard about it. Didn't pay any attention to it, but I heard about it. I had one of my dear friends on this May 21st thing sent me an email saying, what do you think about this? I've got a lot of people asking me about it. I, why don't, I just wrote back and said, why don't you set their minds at ease? Tell them he won't be coming on May 21st. Amen. And you can be sure you'll be right. And if he did what I told him, he was right. Why? Because that's not what God's word says. Amen. And God is never by anybody going to send you a message that is contrary to what his word says. If it varies from what this word says, my friend, it is not true. If it is not in accord with what this word says, it is false. Doesn't matter how good it sounds. Doesn't matter how wonderful it may be. Jesus said there'll be, come, there'll be people who come doing mighty works in my name, but I won't know, who, I won't know them. The devil has power too. We've got to learn when it's the enemy that's talking and when it's God that's talking. Jesus said his sheep know his voice. Amen. You know, if, if, the, if every time the devil came to us and had a message for us, if he always dressed in a red suit <laughs> and put on his cap with horns on it, you know, you know that one that he wears with horns on it, and carried his pitchfork, and have that long tail dragging behind him, we'd always know who he is. We'd always recognize him. But he doesn't always come that way. Yet most of the time he doesn't wear that suit. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Paul said to the Corinthians. He said, there are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Imagine that, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, making it seem like they are God's people, God's children, God's men, God's anointed, God's messenger, disguising themselves. But he went on to say, and no wonder they do that, because even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise that his servants, that is Satan's servants, also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15 if you want to find it. Paul warned about it. And we have been warned so that we should be apprised of this knowledge. We can recognize his voice. Because Jesus said, you will know my voice. When I speak to you, when I call you, when I declare to you my message to you, when I lead you, you will recognize I'm the one who's leading you. Now my friends, I want to say this plainly. I want to say it clearly. Everything that you think, this is not for everybody here, but it's for some of us. Everything that you think God is saying to you is not the word of God to you. Now, he may be telling you something that you don't, that you don't need to do to begin with just to win your confidence. And then after a while, lead you in deception. You this is what you have to do. You have to stay before God to the point that you recognize his voice. You have to know his voice. How will you know his voice? You will know it because you will recognize him through this word. This week I read the four gospels. Starting on Monday and ending yesterday, I read through the four gospels this week. This is what I find. 
If I read in the four gospels, it's not the only place I read in the Bible. I know I say it so much you think it is, but it, it isn't. But when I read in the four gospels, what it does for me is it helps me to know Jesus better. It helps me to recognize him. I see him. And every time I do it, I see some things about him that I didn't grasp before. And I find that the better I know him, the better I'm able to hear him. The, better I, the more I recognize him in his word, the more I recognize him when he comes to me. He will make it so that you can know him and never be misled, never be misdirected, never be misguided. But know this is the word of God and this is the Lord speaking to you by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't, want to, I don't want to put my hope on anything else. I don't want to build my hope on anything else. I want to build it on the Word of God, Amen. what God's Word says. You know, there have been, through, throughout history, there have been many, many people who made erroneous, false predictions that they said were true and were, and were prophecy. And I, and, the best judge I know of prophecy, if somebody's predicting something that's going to happen, is does it happen? Or when that time comes that they said it was going to happen, do they have to start working around to find out, well, it happened, but we just didn't recognize it because it happened in a different way. It wasn't the natural. It was in the spiritual, and it wasn't here on earth. It was in the heavenlies, and we didn't know that, and on and on and on and on. All those excuses as to why it didn't happen the way they said it was going to happen, and the reason they have to do that is because their prophecy is false. That's why. It's just like if I said today we were going to have 250 in church today, and I'd prophesied that two weeks ago on September the, what's today, the 18th, 19th, whatever it is, Sunday, today. <laughs> if I had prophesied that we were going to have 250 today, and we had 188 and I started saying, well, but you know, there were some more people that I, there were some more people on the way they were, here, they, got, they were on the way, but they got delayed. The traffic light and the train down at the track held them up. They were on the way. They were trying to get here. And then there were some other people that were planning to come, but they got sick. And when we counted them all up and we called around, we found, hey, there were 250. There was just 62 of them that didn't make it. Get counted. Would you believe that? I hope you wouldn't. First of all, I would never say it. But if I was stupid enough to say it, I hope you wouldn't be stupid enough to believe it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, sometimes I'm funny when I don't even tend to be. I just thought I was a serious. I thought that was as serious as the grave, and you thought it was funny. <laughs> But I, <laughs> but I will tell you for a certainty, my friends. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and we do. We do. When we are his sheep, we do know his voice. I've built my hope on him. I've built all my hope, all my hope for eternity. I've built it on him, on his truth. There's, there's, there's a wonderful song that that we have sung for years and years. I've, I've heard it all my life. And, and it, it's, a, it's a tremendous truth. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. 
On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. Hallelujah. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where your hope is built. That's where your hope is firm. That's where you're guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed with certainty and positively eternal life. I tell you, when, when we are listening, when we are listening, there is a message from him that we can and will hear. This is the message. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. Thank God for that. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Because you see, it doesn't matter if the world is saying, it doesn't matter if the politicians are saying it. It doesn't matter if the people elected to some of the highest offices in the land. I notice I said some of the highest offices. Into various offices in the high positions of the land. It doesn't matter if they say, well, we're all going to the same place. We're all taking different roads and paths to get there maybe, but we're all going to the same place. No, we're not. No, if you're on the wrong path, if you're on the wrong path, you're going to wind up at the wrong destination. Amen. Let me say that again without stumbling and putting my. If you, if you're on the wrong path, you're going to wind up at the wrong destination. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about what church you're a member of. You could be a member of this church, and you could join every Sunday if we'd let you, and it wouldn't save you. Now, I'm not saying how, you can be members of all the churches in Orange Park. That's not going to take you to heaven. You say, well, I just want to be sure. I just want to be sure. I don't want to miss any chances. I was, I was the pastor of a church in a, in a predominantly Greek Orthodox town, a very nice town of very nice people. I loved the people there. Carolyn and I started a church there. Had a little building, no people. And, and, and uh, in those were days it was harder to build a church that it seems like than it is today even. But uh, after being there for a few years, we had about 150 people, 160 people before the Lord led us somewhere else. But I was trying to get something done and because the, I had this beautiful little church, the building had been given. I had this beautiful little church on the main thoroughfare going into town, much like being right here in Orange Park on Kingsley Avenue. We were on the main thoroughfare, and everybody who went into this little town of Tarpon Springs, Florida, down south of us on the Gulf Coast, drove right past the church. It was First Assembly of God. And so I became known because of the building that we had. And, and so I was invited to go to the uh, city council meetings to lead in prayer, and, and uh, I was invited to come to civic leaders' meetings and just because I was there. 
And so I, I, I needed a, a, a water tap, actually a sewer tap, because we built a new building onto our structure. And when we started that construction, we had to go, the, the block was very long, we had to go like 400 feet to get to a sewer tap and put a lift in it to get there. So it, it was an expense that we didn't want to have to bear. So I went down to the city council and asked them for forbearance and asked them if they would, uh, the city would do that for us. I never have minded asking for things. And so I went and asked them if they would do that for us. And uh, they were very nice to me. They were very, very nice to me. All of them were so nice to me. I think every single one of them on the council was Greek Orthodox because the town was like 90% Greek Orthodox. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but they said, but they said uh, uh, Pastor, we can't do that. We want to do it. If we do it for anybody, we do it for you, but we, we can't do it because this is what our ordinance in the town says. And this is why we can't do it. And they read it to me. They were right. They, could, they, they would have been violating the ordinance to have done it. And I thanked them for it, told them how much I appreciated it. And, and so, uh, and, 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 you know, it, it was only like $600, I think. But, you know, that many years ago, $600 was a lot of money. It ain't chicken feed today, but back then it was real money. You know, so, 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 uh, next morning I was in my office, I had a knock on the door, and the mayor, his name was Steve Lalikas, Greek name, obviously, he knocked on my door, and he, Pastor, can I come, sure, come on in, Steve, Let's, he, we sat down and talked a few minutes, he said, well, you know, Pastor, he said, I really hate that we couldn't, uh, this, I couldn't have let the city make that tap for you. Uh, on, at the meeting last night he said I really feel badly but I said well I understand you, it was against the rules and I was asking for some exemption I understand it. it's okay he said well no he said I'll tell you what I, I came by because I want to help you with that and he said you said it's going to cost about $600 and I want to give you half of that I'm going to write you a check for half of that and he wrote me out a check for it and half it. he said you know and this is the part that I told all that to get to so don't miss this since it took me this long to get here. <laughs> so, so he said, he's, <laughs> he handed me his check. He said, you know, Pastor, he said, you know, I'm, I'm Greek Orthodox. And, and he said, nah, I, I, I think we're right. Most of the time I think we're right. But he said, you know, he said, your church may be right. And somebody else may be right. He said, so I'm going to help you do this because I'd like to have credit in more than one place. <laughs> in case you're more right than we are. <laughs> and I said, no, I can't take your money like that. I couldn't. You know I said that, don't you? I said, thank you, Steve. God bless you, brother. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I did not tell him that his way was right or that our way was right. What I did tell him was, we all have to get to heaven through the Lord Jesus. That's what we had. <laughs> but I took his money, I took his check, and put it in the church treasury and paid for half of that tap that we had to make on the town sewer. So there are a lot of people who want to cover all the bases. There are a lot of people who want to say, well, just in case. You know, I'm going to go over here and visit just in case the Pope is right. I'm going to go over here and, and now you can't go over there and take communion because it won't let you unless you become one. But I'm going to, just in case it's right, I'm going to try it over here. I'm going to go here. And I'm going to try all these ways. 
just in case. So that's why you think it's all right to say Allah is the same as Jehovah, not so. That's why you might say, well, following, well, I, you know, I, I, I think we're mostly right, but I, want, I just want to be sure, I want to make sure I touch all the bases. Listen, friend, there's one way. There's one way. Jesus said you will know his voice, right? And this is what he said. I'm going to quote him. I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me be falling. But he bids me go through the voice of woe. But his voice to me is calling. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. That is knowing Jesus. That is knowing Jesus. Hallelujah. That is knowing Jesus. So when he speaks, my friends, Thank God that he does and thank God that he speaks and thank God that you can hear it. But it's also something to thank God for that you can recognize it when it is the Lord that is speaking to you. Praise God. Bow your heads with me please in prayer. Friend, if you need to get up and come to this altar right now, I tell you to come on. If you need to, not talking about what your need is. I'm saying if you need to come to this altar, get up and walk down here right now. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it's time right now for you to come forward and stand right here. If you don't know absolutely beyond doubt without any question that you have received the Lord in the forgiveness of sins, it's time for you to get up and walk.